Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast, Channeling In with Chanel. So today we have um, a very special guest. <laughs> um, Hello. <laughs> we have Joseph Kalpita today. Woo! Hey, thanks for having of me. Of course. So today the topic is about professional sports. Uh, Joe is a professional rugby player. Um, and then it's kind of just showcasing his journey from beginning to where he's at now so family wise his beautiful wife his beautiful children and just where he's at now joe you're the bomb dude thanks so much for being here (laughs) yeah like i said thank you for having me i feel honored to be one of the first episodes of course bro all right so we're gonna start with the beginning so take us all the way back who is joe so where are you where were you born and raised and all that good stuff Okay, so I was born in American Samoa um, when I was about five. Moved over to Orange County, um, Garden Grove, and then uh, went to elementary school for a little bit there and then moved to Washington for like two years and then moved to to uh, San Francisco. Uh, I was just kind of a West Coast traveler at the time. Yeah. and uh, uh, But I call home, uh, you know, Garden Grove and and the Bay Area as well. Yeah. Uh, kind of, those two are kind of my, you know, home away That's from home. That's awesome. So when um, you <coughs> stayed up in the Bay for a while, huh? Yeah, so I was in the Bay from about sixth grade to eleven. That is awesome. And then we both moved back to Cali for for senior year. <laughs> yeah. So on the senior year, we yeah we kind of all reunited. Right? That is so funny. At the same time, it was kind of weird. <laughs> Hey, it's all good. So, okay, so when did you develop a love for sports? So was it any sport or were you kind of just geared more towards football? How did that work out? I mean, it was always football. I mean, you know, your typical American Samoan that comes over from the island, um, you know, you want to look to to play American football. And that was kind of the dream growing up. And for a lot of, you know, families that come over from the island, that's kind of the opportunity that they lead towards. Yeah. Um, but you know, I did that and grew up playing basketball. Um, you know, fell in love with basketball and, but you know, football was always my main sport growing yeah. up. So did you ever kind of feel, cause I feel like with, uh, Polly's like, especially young, young Polly's, they're kind of like geared towards the NFL when you're really young, you know, it, sometimes it's the family pressure. Sometimes it's just kind of the community where it's like, Hey man, you're going to be in the NFL. Da-da-da. So was that kind of like that for you? Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. Especially growing up in California, I mean, that was kind of the you know the thing around the Polynesian community is that you come over from the island, that's what you do. You pretty much surrounded by American football or yeah. well, NFL, pretty much, and the dream of you know one day yeah. playing. And I think also though, like the kind of downfall of that is only one percent get in. You know what I mean? But so yeah. many young boys are like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do it, which is awesome. But it's almost like, oh, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, that's the toughest part, you know, is, you know, when you realize at that moment that, whoa, maybe I won't be one of those 1%. Yeah. But, you know, we learn quick. I mean, find out quick. And, you know, it's quick. To, you got to be, you know, quick to kind of realize that's not yeah. for you. And I've even, like, personally seen it, seen it like, people who, like, guys have gone through college and then they don't get in the NFL. It's almost like an identity crisis. Like, you don't even know who you are anymore because – you play all your life with, you know, this one sport and then you kind of geared towards, all right, I'm going to make it. And then when you don't, it's like, wait, what's going on? You know? 
Yeah, that, you mean that for a young someone, that's kind of like one of the scariest times in your life is, you know, you gear up for your whole life to try to do something. And when it doesn't happen, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do now kind of yeah, thing, you know? exactly. So then you played through throughout all your life and then throughout high school. So how was that going uh, through high school and then into college playing playing football? Yeah, I mean, it was good. I mean, when I, you know, got out of Vallejo at the time and I my senior year in Garden Grove, um, you know, I came back and and we kind of set history for our year mm-hmm. yep, yep. School at that time. And, you know, and so that was kind of, um, you know, I kind of excelled my love for football again. And and then, uh, you know, went into college, uh, went to Santa Ana and and, you know, did the best I could there. And, you know, it was kind of where it ended as well. But I mean, you know, that was that was my whole life at yeah. the time. So, OK, I was going to ask because I remember that injury when you got in college. So kind of take us through that process of when you got injured, because I know you're serious about wanting to play football, you know, and making it a career. So how, yeah. how was that? Like what happened during that game? And then take us through that process. Yeah, we were playing against um, I think it was Riverside. Or, yeah, one of those teams, I mean. But, um, you know, it was kind of a weird one. Well, it's normal on, you know, turf fields where where a lot of ACLs kind of go. But I was on the D-line, and as soon as I felt a little twist, my foot was still stuck on the ground. And, and as soon as I felt the twist, it kind of popped. And then when I felt that pop, I, I knew exactly what it was. But I didn't want to believe it at the time as well because it was at our bowl game. And um, I didn't want to believe it, yeah. you know. and and when that happened, it was kind of and it was kind of tough because I was so in love with football that I, I didn't really take in regard how important school was at the time as well. And so when that kind of happened to me, I was like, you know what, let me take a a break from school. You know, I was only really doing it to to play football, and I kind you know that's one of my regrets now in life is, you know, I would I wish I would have stuck with going to class and taking, you know, something like that away from. Yeah. And but that's so common, though. And I feel like in um, little boys dreams, you know, playing in the NFL, but then going through college, a lot of them are just in college just to play the sport, you know. And then to me, it's almost like a good bad thing because it keeps you kind of like motivated to keep going to school. But then at the same time, when the NFL Mm -hmm. doesn't work, it's like, oh, shoot, like I, I should go back to bed yeah, or go back to school and things like that, you know. Yeah, if I if I could go back in time now and slap myself, I, I would, you know, I'd tell myself to, to at least go back to school and, you know, and and I wish that, you know, I'd learned that early on that that football shouldn't be my motivation to go to school and school should be my motivation and kind of making a better future for myself academically instead of with, you know, what I, God bless me I with. I love that you just said that because I feel like that'll help so many people that are listening, you know, and tuning in yeah, to hear, yeah. like, especially someone who's, incredibly like doing so well in your sport and to hear that hey I still wish I would have gotten back back to school you know so that's yeah awesome. I mean it's not too late if you're still in college and you know it's all those guys grinding yeah. at the JC level you know 100% yeah, good for you okay so now you're gonna take us on the journey of me and just kind of showcase like how has she helped you during this entire process? So when you guys met and then going through that injury and then kind of going towards where you're at now? Yeah, so when I met Betty, she was best friends with my cousin, uh, Netta. And 
you know, I'd come and visit so often and, and I'd see her and, you know, I kind of, you know, was immediately kind of drawn to her because of her long curly hair. <laughs> yes. <and> we, <laughs> we went to church and, and she opened with a song and I just, I, you know, in, inside I just couldn't, I couldn't hold it to myself, but feel like I already fell in love oh, with it. Um, <laughs> so sweet. But yeah, I mean, at the time that, you know, I first, you know, was kind of talking to her, she really didn't, didn't <laughs> like me just because she thought that I was, you know, your typical jock at, and, you know, taking all the attention. Yeah, well, I didn't like myself would. either, but <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like myself either at the time, but at the um but it took a lot of work to kind of you know get to for her to open up to me and to see who I am as a person and you know still learning as we go now you know trying to open up you know different venues to to learn from each other now but um yeah back to to high school and and you know and from that time she hated me and (laughs) she didn't want anything to do with me but but then look at I you mean, guys now, man. I just love it. <laughs> now, now we're married and we've got two kids. <laughs> and yeah. I love that. So then um, when you got that injury, what was kind of running through your mind? Like you did already state that you were like, oh, shoot, you already had fallen like so in love with football. So it was kind of like, was that a really, really hard time for you to really accept? Because you said you kind of uh, you dropped out of school, right? So then what was your next yeah. plan after that? Like, where were you kind of at mentally? Mentally, I was in a dark place, you know, after kind of having such a scheduled plan. And, you know, I had my own plans to kind of do what, you know, I thought was the steps to get to that to that NFL dream. And, you know, after that kind of, you know, hit rock bottom for me, it was just, you know, I was in bed for, you know, four four months because of the ACL and, couldn't really move and and you know Betty at the time you know when she finally accepted me she you know um she took me in and she kind of just told me that I need to you know at least get back up and start working again and that was kind of what I did you know yeah. and and you know she kind of just told me to to just get active and and get off my butt because I was a huge food bill at the time <laughs> and she couldn't afford it anymore yeah. So, okay, so how did rugby step into your life then? After going through all of that, how did rugby just kind of happen? Well, it happened just uh, in the beginning of that season that I tore my ACL. And that was part of the, the process of trying to get Betsy to kind of love me. And, um, <laughs> you know, she introduced me to a fam- family in Carson and, you know, and when she introduced me, all of her cousins kept talking about all these guys that were my age and how, you know, big they were, but how fast they were. And, and that's all they talked about was, you know, the rugby and the boys that were involved in it. And, yeah. And in that season, I kind of said, you know, let me go and try it out. And as a 17, 18-year-old, I, I was playing, you know, rugby with those guys. Yeah. And, and then, you know, kind of took that back. You know, I just focused on football as well. So when that injury happened... Um, you know, Betty, you know, that was another lesson that she told me to to take in is that, you know, you needed to get off your butt. You know, I was kind of putting out a little bit more weight. And, you know, I think she encouraged me to go back to rugby. And that was the thing that I did, yeah. you know, is to, to stay active and, and to kind of get fit again. And, yeah. you know, 
which was a good thing, you know. Now, oh, absolutely. And so this was back in Long Beach, right, where you were with your first team yeah. out there. And it's funny because at that time, that's when it was really starting to get really big in the states, right? Yeah, I mean that was when you know the, I think it was when it was drafted into the Olympics, and so a lot of people were just like, well, you know, what's rugby and. And there were just, you know, there was this huge interest uh, that kind of just came out of nowhere. Yeah, that's awesome. So then you play, you start playing with the team. And then how was like that transition from playing football to rugby? Like, was it really different? Because a lot of people like, I don't know, I like, I always hear, oh, rugby is harder than football. And obviously, I don't personally know, you know, but I I guess in a short, because you don't have any pads. I'm not sure. So, so tell me how it is. Well, just you know just within the dynamic of the game you know uh, rugby is it demands a lot more of you fitness wise so you know american football nfl you're you're kind of you know 10 seconds at top where you're trying to be the most explosive you can be but in rugby you know that was you know it's constant for 40 minutes on in the first half and then 40 minutes in the second half and um that was the huge the biggest challenge and i still struggle with it now is is trying to stay fit and and trying to you know get used to you know uh doing stuff over and over and over again and that was the biggest challenge back then and yeah i mean you know when you actually play right you know play with the ball in hand and or tackling you know that those are things that you know a lot of nfl players or uh football players are, are known to yeah so did you feel like it was a little bit harder into rugby then just seeing like how you just said it's a little bit more physically demanding and things like that or was it like more fun to play once you got the hang of it it was fun at the level when I was playing you know in Long Beach and Belmont because you know you could still eat McDonald's during the week and 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 you know still come out and play but you struggle but I mean that that's exactly what the hardest part was is is um, you know, it's asking of you for, for, you know, a long period of time. And yeah. it's like wrestling, you know, wrestling, you're two, three minutes and you're like tired, you know, and yeah, you add in, you know, carrying the ball or tackling someone. It's yeah. Gosh. almost similar. So how is your, um, I mean, I can't even imagine, but so how is kind of like your physical like regimen like right now? Like, are you on strict diets? Like, how does it work now? Yeah, I mean, you know, everywhere, like, for the club that I'm at now, they have been nutritionists, and, you know, they're pretty strict on our timings, and that's one thing that I understand is the timing of each meal. Okay. Um, and so, you know, you're having a meal every two, three hours, and, you know, it's a pretty cool thing to, you know, I wish I kind of learned that uh, back then, but, uh, yeah, it's pretty strict now, uh, just uh, with the level of play now and, yeah. you know trying to trying to adapt to it but yeah for I still sure. struggle I still love McDonald's and <laughs> and you know I love good food and stuff like that <laughs> so when did you realize that rugby could um actually when did you first realize that NFL was maybe not the route to go and then kind of taking rugby a little bit more seriously yeah it was Betsy who made me realize that you know it was time to move on you know and yeah. that was that was one of the hardest thing is is accepting and and you know with the help of Betsy at the time you know I kind of got through it and and I'm happy that I'm here now and you know yeah. the sooner you find that you know there's a door that's closed uh, 
the sooner you can find the door that that's willing to open for you. Yeah, that's so true. And but it's hard because I feel like young guys nowadays, it's harder, not harder in a sense, but I just feel like it's so hard for them to completely let go. I feel like I've even seen some guys like years later and they're still kind of talking about it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that happens every time I go home and and, you know, it's kind of hard to kind of turn them down in in a way, you know, I I feel for them in a sense that, um, you know, that's all that they had going for them. And, and that's something that they were pushing towards. And, and, you know, it's hard to kind of close that, you know, close that door and, yeah, and try to find a new way to, to find love in, in different things. Yeah, that's true. So then when you got your first contract, um, so was it, how does it work? Does it like you get your first contract and then you play professional rugby or does it play league? Like explain that whole thing. So with the league that within the U.S., there's, um, you know, the clubs, the club system. So where where I was playing at with Belmont at the time, um, you know, they were one of the, well, they kind of still are one of the top teams in, you know, California and also in in, this, in the whole country. Yeah. And so lucky that was just behind, you know, just, a, you know, a couple of minutes away. And um, for me to be able to kind of come in and, and you know, take, take a role in, in in their program it was you know it kind of helped me to to be exposed to the eagles and that's the usa eagles okay. Okay. and so through you know club season um you know they've saw potential and and you know me as a player and they've kind of invited me to to a camp and and from there you know you play with the international squad and then it wasn't until after after the world cup the first World Cup in 2015 is when I got my first contract. So it was, it was long back and forth, uh, you know, because USA tours are, you know, every five, four or five months. So you're always back home with your club, uh, with Belmont, and then you're back. So it's it's hard to kind of, you know, uh, work. You, you know, you'd have to work a day job, you know, and, and still kind of go back. But until I got my first contract in – for England in England um that's when I could finally you know let go of my my day-to-day job you know the yeah yeah yeah. but that just sounds like it's already hard enough to try to go from like league to league and get recognized as you were trying to do and then still have a day job you know I just I mean just the sound of it it just kind of like wow that's a lot to handle you know yeah I mean I remember you know working for Comfort Inn as a security guy and and literally, you know, I'd have to kind of try to keep a strict schedule and they would all happen at night because, you know, that'd be the only time that I'd be able to to kind of get some training in, yeah. um, you know, straight from, you know, training uh, from practice, uh, rugby practice, you know, I'd go straight into a job and I'd be smelly and I'd stink. And, and you know, <laughs> luckily there was it was an overnight shift, so it wasn't like. You know, there was a lot of people around, but yeah, so I mean, any, any people wandering around the hotel, I just stand next to them. <laughs> <laughs> that was too funny. So, but gosh, I can't even imagine like um, going through the, your trainings and trying to get, you know, to a good place to where you can sign that contract one day and just, you know, let go of uh, another job that you had to have. So how was it during that time? So were you married at that time or when did you and Betsy get married and what was like that? What was like that? 
so we got so it was it was my first invitation like i got the invitation in 2015 and that was to play for the eagles yeah to to come as a what they called back then was a day camper so you wouldn't get paid to be there but you'd be allowed to train with the squad Mm. so is it kind of like the nfl like how they like invite them to camp but it's not a guarantee of things i don't know yeah okay yeah yeah similar to the nfl and how they do that but okay. it was me and another guy uh tevita tamilao um and we were day campers at the time and we'd come in and and it was three days four days i think it was they were preparing for the pnc and then well the pnc is the pacific nations cup where they play samoa um and fiji and them yeah. and that's a tournament they they had before the world cup the actual world cup and and so we had come in and you know not knowing a lot of you know some of the people that are there but i knew some of the big names that are already there um yeah you know and and after my little stint as a day camper um they invited me to to come back uh into into you know to be part of the world world cup squad yeah. and it was surreal for me but i just i had to turn it down because me and betty got married uh i think it was a week before that oh and then i think it was a week don't quote me on that <laughs> but <laughs> uh but it, just after that you know we have uh we had planned for a blessing to be blessed in the church yeah. um you know the following week and and so I had to kind of turn it down and, and tell them that, you know, I, I, you know, something important I need to do and I need to go back home and I won't be able to, to, you know, be at the camp for the PNC. Um, so I, it was a hard thing to kind of turn down. This was something that you kind of worked towards for. And, and you know, they finally had noticed you and, and it was, yeah. It was a hard part to, to say no. Oh my you know, gosh, and, yeah. I was just gonna say and finally get paid and Oh my goodness. <laughs> I didn't even know that. That you had to turn that part yeah. down and then but like for the reasoning of it, that just makes it even more incredible. You know, like that you felt in your heart, you mm. and your wife that you needed to do this right then and there and you were willing to turn that down. So that is so crazy. Good for you, Joe. A hundred percent. I mean, yeah, I mean, but I can't imagine how hard that was, you know? you know? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't happy when I came yeah. home. <laughs> I bet, I bet. But so then, how nervous were you during during that day camp where were you just really confident and you just kind of wanted to show out, or like, how was that for you? Yeah, I mean, when I showed up, I, you know, Vita already knew some of the boys there, the other day camper that was with uh-huh. me, and, and I, um, you know, I I knew no one and no one knew me and I just came in and I and I took that advantage that no one knew about me and knew what I could do as a person or as yeah, a player. That's true. And I just went out with full confidence and, and trained like I would in a regular training or, you know. Yeah. And not get like overthink or get too worked up and things like that. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean that was my main focus was to show the coaches what I am capable of doing. And it's not the players. If I do something that, that the players wouldn't like, you know, I, I, to be honest, I didn't care at the time. Yeah, Good for you. And then, so during yeah. that whole journey, so when you told, you turned them down, what did they say? Were they just like, uh, are you serious? Or- <laughs> yeah, they were, yeah, they were like, are you sure? Um, yeah. You know, are you sure that that's what you want to do? And, 
uh, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm 100% sure that, you know, I couldn't do this without my wife. And no. I love that. So I have to, I I have to go that. home. <laughs> and I went home and I was crying. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is crazy, but good for you. Gosh, I can't imagine how hard that was. So then, yeah, it was. So then, so what was the journey after that? So you guys got married, you had a beautiful wedding day, and then what was your journey with rugby after that? Especially turning it down. So, yeah. So after I turned it down, uh, that invitation was for the PNC, which was the tournament before they go to the World okay. Cup. And so after I turned that down, I came back home, and we were in the seven season in the summer in the uh-huh. summer. So we were playing sevens, okay. and. So we went to Des Moines, Iowa for the national national tournament. And I was in the room with uh, Mikey Taylor, who's my roommate. And so I get this email out of nowhere and I read it out loud to Mikey. And I'm like, did you just get invited to the World Cup? Oh, my God. And we were just wondering, like, I don't know. Is that what it says? <laughs> and, you know, we were just like, are you serious? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So they sent the email saying that, you know, we'd love to have you come on board as as a another member of the actual squad that goes to the World Cup. Yeah. And, you know, there was a you know, there was articles that just came out of nowhere the saying that I was a surprise inclusion of the World Cup squad and you know, wondering who I was and stuff like that. And it was just Oh my gosh. So it was just how crazy that you know? because I mean, going from just knowing your journey, but going from football and having these NFL dreams and then it kind of almost come crashing down and then you have to accept it and then move Mm -hmm. on. And then you find this other sport that you're super good at and super kind of wanting to pursue. And then you get invited to play for the nation. Like, that is so crazy. How are you feeling? I mean, at the time, I was just like extremely grateful. You know, I immediately started praying. Um, and, and thanking God for everything that, you know, he's, you know, done for me and all the sacrifices that I've had to make and I didn't believe in at the time. But, you know, it was all part of God's plan. And, and, and you know, there were so many times where I think that I have a better plan, just like I would think when I was back in, you know, Santa Ana, I had such a good plan. You know, this was going to work for me playing, you know, ABC, that was yeah. it. But, you know, yeah. that door closed immediately. And, and I was mad at God at that time. And, you know, and through that, it was a process to kind of build a relationship again. And through my wife, uh, you know, that relationship would build strong. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. from our relationship being strong in Christ and, and, you know, and getting married. And, you know, that was what was important to me, yeah. uh, you know, and that's what yeah. is important to me. And no matter what rugby has for in store for me, I, you know, that's, that's all the side, that's the side job, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, whatever God has planned for me and my wife, then that's where I'll go, you know? And, and for me, like at that time, that was making a decision to turn it down, to turn down that, you know, invitation to come back and, and, you know, and in my head and in my heart at the time, I knew that, you know, my relationship with God and and my wife is important, more important than rugby. And, so I just immediately just started praying and, and thanking them. And and then, you know, I was just Yeah, shocked. I bet it almost kind of came like full circle a little bit, you know, because you, like you just stated, you made that sacrifice of turning it down, but feeling 
good, very confident in your decision because your wife and your relationship with God is way more important. But then having it come a little bit, you know, even eventually having that opportunity to play for the entire country. That's gosh, that's awesome. So so then when you got it, um, so so you got that offer and then you were like super in shock. So then how fast was the process from then? Uh, it happened pretty quickly because after after the World Cup, but that was when I first when I first got my first cap, which is when they debut. They call them okay. caps. Um, so it's like uh, you know how many games you played, and after the first uh, you know my first cap at the World Cup, it was kind of like you know I was I was you know almost a senior but not senior player because when you play for the Eagles, that's already an amazing achievement, yeah. and then when you go back home, it's like you know all the guys. And the clubs are, are really extremely proud and, you know, they 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 hold me to a certain standard. And, and you know, that's what they want to feed the rest of the boys. You know yeah. what I mean? And and yeah. so when that happened, you know, I, you know, pretty much went to San Diego. They had this professional league um, that kind of fell apart. But, um, you know, I was kind of like their their main guy to kind of help them with experience. And they had other guys like Tim Stanfield and Phil Phil and you know those other guys you know. rugby yeah. guys. <laughs> okay. I was already kind of seen as a as a senior and experienced person just because not a lot of people get to play for USA and and for for me to kind of share my experiences through trainings and stuff like that it it, it helps yeah. you know what I mean to a lot of guys yeah. inspiring to do the same absolutely um so yeah I mean there was a lot of camps after that and for a whole year I was just doing you know tours for the usa and and it wasn't until november november when i finally got a um opportunity to go to england that is so crazy so then it's almost like you never really um get a break right it sounds like i mean every time i talk to you i'm like where are you at now (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it's pretty constant now like yeah like it's just year round like it's all kind of something yeah yeah, I mean, so every every full year, like, you'll be, you know, you'll have two, three tours. And in each tour, you're you're there for three, four weeks, and you're in different countries every time. And and it's, you know, kind of tough to be away from home. But, you know, it's a, it's a good experience to kind of be exposed to other countries and stuff like that. And, yeah. And, and, and this yeah. is the thing, guys. Like, Joe has – he got married and he has two children, like, during this entire process. So this is, like, the part where – I mean, this is why I love Betsy so much for, like, holding it down and your family because just seeing, like, how your life, you know, transitioned and how she held it down with you – with her and, and her children and even having all your family support, like – how was that for you? Because I, I, I mean, I can imagine how hard it'd be. Like you have all of these beautiful things going, but then you have your first baby, you know, and then things are good. Yeah. And then you have your next child and then you're like, okay, you know, like I just can't imagine. Yeah. So, I mean, the hardest part was when, you know, I had my first contract offer uh, to come to England. And so like for a whole year and a half, I was literally in England by myself and Betsy was back home. Look, you know, she was, very pregnant at the yeah. time and yeah. she had the baby in february and bodevin and um you know i came back for two weeks luckily he was born after the first week i was there but that was the only time that i was able to get off yeah and 
so after that week he was born, I had a couple of days with him. And so I had to fly straight back. And so for the rest of that season that goes on to June. So from February to June, she was literally just looking after baby by herself. And then for the time that I could get back, it was, you know, it was short time and then I have to leave again. And so I, you know, I'm hundred percent grateful for her. She's, she's, a yeah, my gosh, like during that entire process. And then, cause she was working at the time with um, a hotel out in Long Beach, right? Yeah. So they were in the middle of projects. So she, she really couldn't leave them in the middle of projects. She, she had invested so much time and, and so much of her heart into, into this company. And, um, you know, she didn't want to kind of leave them hanging yeah. at the time where we, you know, could be together as a family in one place. Yeah. So how was that when she finally, or both of you obviously finally decided that they're going to be out there with you in England? It was as soon as the project finished. I mean, like she had doubts that, you know, why am I staying or like, why am I, you know, being so stressed out for for this when I could be with you in England and and as soon as you know the project was finished it was you know straight over yeah. here for them and uh, it's been amazing since they've yeah, been yeah and then so that's what I was gonna ask my like my for my next question so how has it been since now you have your family there with you in the same place you know and everything like that does it help you play a little bit different on the field or when they they're able to be there at the games and things like that Oh, that's the um, Betsy can't come to the games with the kids because the kids are just <laughs> too crazy, especially Bodev. And uh, you bring him to the game, Betsy's not really watching the game, she's watching him run around the stadium. Oh, yeah, no, I totally um, get that. And so she's she's doing the same thing that I'm doing on the field. So, I mean, um, but yeah, I mean, it's been extremely helpful for me, you know, especially after a long day, you know, training, meetings, and and, you know, and I come home and I get to be with them. I think that's one of the biggest changes that I feel that I can come home and, and, and feel at home, you know, instead of just coming home when I was by myself and just feeling like a bachelor, you know. Yeah. And, and I was no one, like I had no kids, like, but I got kids in the, yeah. you know, back home. Gosh. But it's just so weird. But, you know, you know how I don't have time, you know, in a sense, but, you know, Betsy still does hold it down every time I get home. She's she's well prepared to, you know, look after the kids and, and amazing. So then so when did she officially move out there to England with you? Her and the kids? Uh this was June. Um, June of two thousand nineteen, right? Yeah, June two thousand nineteen. Okay, okay. So it's been a little while. So have you always kind of stayed in England during this time or have you been traveling? Because I know the World Cup just happened not too long ago. So how was all of that? Yeah, so when we went to Japan, uh, you know, and getting ready for the that World Cup, you know, we all moved back to California. That way the kids can be around their grandmas, you know. The grandmas go crazy if they don't see one of their grandkids. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when we had time to be back there, uh, Betty took two weeks off from her mommy duties to come see me in Japan. Yes. So um, for those two... Well, it wasn't really two weeks. It was like a week, week and a half. And and um, she was able to come and we were able to live like single teenagers <laughs> right. again for a little hey, bit. When you're, when you're married <laughs> with kids and you finally get like some chance to be together alone, that's freaking amazing. You really do feel like a teenager. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so awesome. So then that whole journey. So it was in Japan. And then so how did that um, how did that play out? How did you guys deal? Yeah, we didn't do too well. I mean, we were in a pool, like our pool, pool you know, teams that we're playing against were the top ranked teams pretty much in the world. Yeah. Top 10. Okay, you know? cool. Um, but yeah. then, so it was, it but then I can I can imagine how that would be like a learning experience, like especially even I don't even know if that has to you to where you're at now, and you know the kind of player that you are in the rugby world, you know. So just to mm-hmm. finally have like this opportunity to not only be invited once but twice, you know. So what were like kind of your initial goals when you started rugby? Did you ever think that you would be at this point? Um, not really. I mean, to be honest, I did want to get paid to do what I love to do and and that was my ambition and you know and for it to work out this way you know I'm extremely grateful um to have you know different opportunities show up and um you know for my goals after that first World Cup it was kind of just to be you know me I wrote this down for Betty and and I still have the note now is that I had different goals for the next World Cup and and one of those goals were to be the number one in my position to go into the World Cup. Um, and then I had, you know, a salary going as well. And, you know, those were one of the things and also to win, you know, one or two out of uh, two of our four games. And, you know, we haven't for a country, you know, we haven't won more than one in one game, one pool, okay. you know, World, World Cup. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was, you know, I had, you know, two of those checked off, but you know, the other one was kind of stressful to kind of look at at the end of the checklist. Yeah. Um, and goal. But you're like missing such an awesome part of it because you came out of being an, one of the six nominees for World uh, World Rugby Men's Player of the Year, right? So yeah. hello. Uh, that, was... that is incredible, <laughs> dude. Oh man, praise how, him. He's right? the man. So how was that? Like, did you know you were even being nominated? Like, what? So I did. So my coach had uh, messaged me uh, when I got back to England already, and this was the week before the final of the World Cup was uh, gonna happen. And and he just messaged me. He said, "You know, call me ASAP. I need to talk to you about something." So I called him, and. He's like, Joey, Joey, sit down, sit down. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you've just been nominated for one of six um, world players of the year. World players, like, Joe. What? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And so I was like, wait, 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 wait excuse me. <laughs> you know, I didn't I didn't believe him, you know, at the time. And I couldn't I couldn't really, you know find the words at the time to to explain my insights and how, what they were feeling but it was amazing news and I told Betsy and she started crying and and you know they he sent me the email that they sent him and and you know they were going to have a big awards and in Japan but I wasn't able to go because I had a game for my club here wow. and uh, you know I had to play I have obligations to the club before I you yeah. know that is amazing. But just even being one of the nominees, then there was only six. Yeah, there was only six. Wow. Um, yeah. That's in- that crazy. Is crazy. What did, um, so whenever one fell out, especially your mom, like when she found out, what was she saying? Was she going nuts or? 
Yeah, I mean, both of our grandmas were going nuts, and then especially my mom, mm. you know, and she's she says she's been praying for me and, you know, <laughs> saying I need to call more. <laughs> but <laughs> I know, but uh, it gets hectic with timing here and so hard to to be, you know, at home, but not at home. Right. And, and then, yeah, so. That is so crazy, Joe. So just to wrap this whole thing up, so what is a few things or maybe a few tips uh, just seeing kind of your journey from the beginning to where it is at now? And I know you're probably feeling like you're still at the beginning. You have so much to accomplish. <laughs> but even though you're doing amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you, Chanel. Uh, man, I don't know, to be honest. I think that um, the main message here is that, you know, when the door closes on you, don't don't be afraid to open a new one and, you know, just to carry on with what you feel God is calling you to do. Yeah. yeah. And that's so powerful. And I know it's easier said than done, but I bet where you're at mm. now, you probably would never even imagined years ago. So, but look at where you guys are at. I love it. Yeah. In the cold. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe, but thank you so much for being on. It was such an honor and sharing your insight and some of your journey. Because I always told you it was meant to be shared. So you guys are awesome and keep being awesome. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Chanel, for having us or for me, for having me and letting me share my of story. Of course. All right. We'll talk soon, Joe. You have a good day. Bye. All right. You too. <laughs>